Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Leon Dreisaitl just had a puck ricochet off a shot. Uh, that came up and clipped him. I think he's going to be okay, but he did leave the ice. Oilers on the ice as we speak. All Leon's done is score 11 goals in seven games so far in the playoffs. But Edmonton's down one nothing to Vegas. This text comes in saying, Bob, it will be rewarding when we beat the Knights on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. The Knights, he says, always have miraculous healing powers at the end of the regular season. Check out their payroll versus the cap. It's a joke. Uh, well, some would call it a circumvention. Others would just say it's brilliant strategizing on part of the Vegas uh, Golden Knights. We are going to do this. We're going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline and go to Daily Faceoffs. Frank Cervalli for the horses and horse racing Alberta, as I mentioned in the first hour of the show. Opening day at Century Mile Racetrack is tomorrow. You'll be able to wager on the Kentucky Derby. For more information, head to thehorses.com. Skinner, the horse out of California, is a scratch now for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, we welcome back to the show one of the most uh, fast becoming, one of the most popular guests we have, Frank Cervalli for Daily Faceoff. How you doing, Frank? Pretty good, Bob. How are you? Not bad. Uh, Oilers down one game to nothing against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, here's where we mentioned that in the opening round of the playoffs, six of the eight teams that won the series lost game one. Obviously, Jay Woodcroft's got a lot of teachable moments after, uh, you know, a game one loss that ultimately was a one-goal game. Don't know if it should have been, uh, but it ultimately did end up being a one-goal game. Your thoughts on what we saw in game one between Edmonton and Vegas? The Oilers need to be significantly better at five-on-five. I don't. You don't need to be an insider to break that kind of news. Um, I think they know that. I think they understand that waiting until the last 10 or 15 minutes of the game to try and make it one, which they were able to do, is not a recipe for success. Um, I thought there were certainly some positives to take. The power play continues to click on at a pace that's incredible to watch. It's almost like money in the bank whenever you see, you can see it in Bruce Cassidy's face. You know, the penalty in the first period is like, oh, no, here we go. Uh, that's such a, a special, um, you know, capability, superpower to have. But if you don't clean up your act at even strength, which I'd expect a much better Oilers effort in game two, you know, you're going to have some struggles in this series because Vegas can play. They can skate. Um, they're relatively disciplined, and and they can find a way to beat you. They have enough weapons to make life difficult on you. Vegas were the least penalized team in the NHL during the regular season. Um, all right, I'll, I'll, you know, Shane Knighty talked in our last segment about the fact that the gate, the Golden Knights, are not a well-liked team around the league. Is that? I mean, you've got. I mean, you're as plugged in as any guy in the business, Frank. Do you get that perception about how Vegas is viewed? I do. I also think some of it has been earned. Um, some of it hasn't. Some of it is pure jealousy from other fan bases. You see this yep. team pop into the league in their first year of existence, 
and they don't just make the playoffs but go to the Stanley Cup final. And if you look at the number of rounds that the Vegas Golden Knights have won over their existence, it trumps many organizations uh, in their entire existence. You know, look at a team like the Florida Panthers, for instance, or the Minnesota Wild. Like, the success the Golden Knights have had has been sort of unparalleled in that sense. But also the earned part of it has come from uh, part of the way in which they've treated their players. Uh, They've dispatched some highly popular players uh, in salary cap casualties um, and have taken players that were not just popular in the community but also in their own room and basically jettisoned them without uh, much uh, fanfare or thought or consideration at times. Uh, Go back to Marc-Andre Fleury or Paul Stasny or whoever it's been. There's been a very much flavor of the week element to how Vegas has gone about building their team. And maybe that's okay, too. Maybe that shouldn't be criticized. There's a general manager in the Western Conference in the NHL who has a hilarious line. He says, if you want loyalty, get a dog. And I appreciate that and the cold-hearted nature of it. Uh, After all, I am from Philly. But the other part of it is I think there's some other bits and pieces that they just seem to be pushing the envelope a little bit. And I heard you mention on the text line that that was one criticism, particularly with regard to uh, Mark Stone and the injury that he has. But I would say in response to that as well, I tend to agree. And the miraculous nature with which Stone has healed all of a sudden waltzing out of the locker room with seven days to go before the opening night of the playoffs certainly draws a lot of eyebrows but the one thing is if you look at Vegas's on ice lineup for game one against the Oilers the other night that roster itself was cap compliant so it's hard to really argue they're a good team and they are relentless like I look at Tampa Bay and I say ruthless I look at Vegas and I say relentless. All right, let's switch focus. Uh, I mean, I, I think we both have an expectation that the Oilers are going to certainly make this a series. I had a six or seven game series all day, and in this day and age, it doesn't. It's not the end of the world, Frank. If you lose the opening game, I mean, six of the eight teams that won series in round one lost the opening game. It's a different time, isn't it? Yeah, I would say game one doesn't matter as much, and certainly neither does home ice. So the idea that, you know, you have a home ice advantage, it's been a disadvantage so far in these playoffs. Uh, The record speaks for itself. I think after uh, last night's action, the road teams are something like 34 and 24, if I'm not mistaken, so far in these playoffs. It's in that realm. Um, So that that notion has sort of been cast aside this year as well. So... Um, I, I do think you'd like to put your best foot forward. Um, and the Oilers have really shown, I think, not just this year um, against the Kings, but also even going back to last year. Like, I think it would be a lot smoother if they made life easier on themselves, and they don't always do that. But that's also part of what makes it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Frank Cervalli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing starts tomorrow at Century Mile, where you can wager on the Kentucky Derby. All right, Frank, uh, let's get to the Maple Leafs. I, it's, it's remarkable what the Panthers have done. Bobrovsky's on a major heater. Florida's up 2 nothing, but I don't think Toronto's finished. Do you? No, but I do. This was sort of what I was kind of concerned about heading into the series was 
the emotional component of this. There just seemed to be over-celebrating. And it wasn't just the over-celebrating that got me. It was, like, I think it's good to enjoy what you've accomplished. No one says anything watching the baseball playoffs, how after every round they paper up each, each winning team's clubhouse and they spray beer and champagne everywhere. No one says, hey, act like you've been there before. There's a stoicism that comes with hockey that I think sometimes is overrated. But what I will say is there just seemed to be this expectation all season long that the fan base and the city, all anyone ever talked about, was getting over the hump in the first round. And I was saying the whole time, if that's what your bar is set at, you've lost the plot. Bill Guerin just said this, general manager of the Minnesota Wild, you don't win the Stanley Cup by winning the first round. So let's put this all in proper perspective. And I think the Leafs, I don't think they had the proper perspective coming out of round one. I felt like they were thinking, oh, we just you know slayed this dragon that was the our first-round demons and a, a good team in Tampa. But the truth of it was they were outplayed in, in five out of the six games of that series against Tampa Bay, and now the tables have, have turned. You know, sort of what goes around comes around in, in hockey with, with hockey karma. I believe that um, you outplay the Panthers for significant stretches of these first two games, and you part of it is you get goalied. Part of it is the Leafs haven't been good enough at even strength, and, and part of it, too, is the Panthers – they don't give you anything for free. They are exactly as advertised. They have a little bit of Seattle cracking in them. They're hungry. They're fearless. And they're ready to, to play. So you're not going to, they're not going to hand you periods or leaves. All right. Uh, let's get to some of the potential. Well, uh, before we do, the, the, the Rangers got knocked out. What's going on with uh, Gerard Gallant? Could he be in peril in New York after a pretty good regular season? I think he is in peril. Um, at least his job security is. Um, look, there hasn't been any communication from the New York Rangers. You know, you saw when people were upset in Winnipeg or the players were upset about Rick Bonus. Kevin Sheveldayoff comes out at his press conference hours later and says, makes a definitive statement, Rick Bonus is going to be back. Think back to Don Maloney and his press conference taking over as president of Hockey Ops of the Calgary Flames. He said, we're going to conduct a review. A review is code word for, I'm not sure this guy's any good, or I'm not sure I want to keep him. And the fact that Chris Drury hasn't said anything, a guy that keeps his cards very close to the vest, um, plus the inner sort of what I believe to be turmoil that's existed. Gerard Gallant's a good coach, but he's a stubborn coach. And he's also is one that, from management, has refused almost his entire career to take any hint or any direction. He does it his way. It's made him really successful, but it's also made his runs in the NHL really short. You have to learn how to manage up. That's true for coaches. It's true for general managers dealing with owners. It's true in all walks of life. You have to learn how to work with people and that's been one of Gerard Gallant's biggest struggles. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, who, who all needs a coach right now out there? Columbus? Calgary, Columbus, yeah. um, potentially the Ottawa Senators. 
All right. So in theory, uh, if if in theory, if Gallant were to be relieved of his duties with the Rangers, uh, twofold, could he be in the mix in Calgary or Columbus? It's history there in Columbus, isn't there? And he, well, he was there, so I don't think he'd go back. You don't think he'd go uh, back? If I were to project a potential landing spot for Gerard Gallant, it would be on Derek Lalonde's staff as an associate head coach in Detroit. Okay. Uh, tell me uh, this just before while, while we got you here. Anything further? Uh, GM gets hired first in Calgary before the coach does. We can agree on that? Yes. Okay. And, and do we think it's going to be an internal candidate like Craig Conroy? I think he has a shot. Um, I think that they're making a list, and I think they're ready to begin the interview process with some others. I think Brad Pascal is also going to get an interview. Yeah. Um, you mentioned there's been a lot of speculation about Joel Quenville uh, potentially going to the New York Rangers if that becomes an opening. And I would say in Calgary for the GM search, um, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the day Stan Bowman is one that ends up getting an interview in Calgary along with uh, quite a few others. Do we ever see Mike Babcock again as a coach in the NHL, or do you think that ship has sailed? Well, his contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs does end on July 1st, and all of a sudden he's a very wealthy man now, but I would say after those paychecks stop rolling in, maybe that um, makes you want to get up and do something again. So we'll we'll see. Pittsburgh, what happens there? Uh, Pittsburgh is really just putting their list together still. They're just beginning to make phone calls. Um, they don't. They haven't even lined up interviews yet, or how they're going to conduct the process. So they're, in some ways, actually, in an odd way, a little bit behind the Calgary Flames, even though they made their move a bit earlier. Frank, great stuff. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers now. Bob, enjoy uh, Vegas and enjoy Game Two. Oh, I hope it's more enjoyable than Game One. What is it going to do? We'll see. Thanks a lot. All right. It is 221 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott. Joining you, we'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Leon Dreisaitl got clipped with a puck in practice. Brad Malone ended up replacing him on that line. It is 2:24 in Edmonton and Northern Alberta. Hang in there. I know we got some uh, issues with wildfires right now. We're going to go to the game day lineup report. I promised that I do the Oilers game day lineup report for McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your side, your financial future for a free financial consultation. Visit McGuireFinancial.ca. I expect that we will see. Um, Stuart Skinner and goal. Uh, the orders with uh, Nurse and CC together. 
Uh, Eckholm and Bouchard, who have had a, a wonderful stretch of games together. Uh, Kulak with Broberg. Niebelainen was on the ice with the main group today, along with DeHarnay up front. Kane, McDavid, and Drysaddle. Leon left after getting a puck ricocheting uh, off of the goaltender that got a piece of him up high. I think he's going to be okay. RNH with Bukestead and Hyman. Fogel with McLeod and Derek Ryan back. Second straight day that Derek Ryan skates. He's obviously feeling better. And Devin Shore was between Costin and Yamamoto. Uh, Holloway was not on the ice with the original group uh, today. That is the game day lineup report. It is presented by McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your side for your financial future. For a free financial consultation, visit mcguirefinancial.ca. Give me a couple keys for the Oilers tomorrow. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. It is Ashley Fine Floors. And we talk about Brent Ridge Ford and their president's awards for customer satisfaction. Brent Ridge Ford has full transparency, customer care after they, you buy the vehicle. But another big factor in the success at Brent Ridge Ford, like any great franchise, stability. Their parts manager, Ricky, started back in 92. General manager, Rich, in 94. Brent Ridge Ford, out of Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less, they've had the same owner since 1987. I can tell you from personal experience, the whole Brent Ridge Ford staff is committed to ensuring your customer experience is a positive one. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Bob, this show needs to bring Berkey back for some playoff hits. Well, Brian Burke, no longer the president of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He and Ron Hextall are relieved of their duties. Time will tell. We'll see what happens. Pretty good. Uh, and again, keep texting us on the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Steve says, Bob, why does Woodcroft run lines at practice that change by the game time? Well, the owners are running 11-7 and seven in a lot of games here, Steve. So you're going to see different looks at different times, and it may pertain to the actual uh, opponent. Uh, Randy says, Keedle game tomorrow is Leon and Connor being on the ice between 40 to 50 minutes of the game and not necessarily together, if you know what I'm saying. So Randy's suggesting maybe each guy, they're going to play, you know, 20 to uh, 23 minutes a game. That's kind of, and, and the Oilers have played some playoff games this year in the playoffs, but dry settle at 23-47 and McDavid 25-10 when the series started. And I think Randy's suggesting that maybe they need to split those guys up. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Keep it coming. We'd love to hear from you. All right, we're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update. Uh, Randy Kilburn will continue to provide uh, wildfire updates throughout this heat uh, uh, run in Alberta. And when we come back, we're going to hook up with Mooner, Cam Moon from the Oilers Radio Network.